Andy Bastian. And I'm Aubrey Calvin. And this is Southern Queries. Exploring all things LGBTQ in the South. Hey, Andy, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been a long time since we've talked to each other. Well, especially on the podcast. Talk well, to- yes, on the podcast, we talk to each other all the time, but <laughs> yes, on the show, it's been a long time. Yes, and I'm super excited to share with our audience um, our new upcoming series. Do you want to tell them what's it about? Yes, so we are starting a multi-part series called Queerly Beloved, and you can thank India for that title. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I love a good pun. <laughs> Always. And, and what we're looking at are weddings in the South, queer, especially LGBTQ weddings in the South, all the ins and outs of it and everything that goes within like, what's it called though? Wedding industrial complex. Is that what they call it? I don't know. The wedding world. Looking at the world of weddings. Isn't it called wedding institution, I guess? No, the institution of marriage? Well, there's the institution of marriage, but some people say like the wedding industrial complex, like the military industrial complex or something. I don't know. We're, it, we're looking at weddings is the idea. <laughs> yes. And part of the reason why we want to look at weddings is because it keeps coming up in my life. Oh, the joys of recording a podcast from home. Um, I had to pause the audio because my dog was barking in the background, so I apologize. Now, back to the podcast. So you had a big event happen to you in December. What was that? So Allison and I, um, as I've mentioned before in the past in the podcast, um, we were going to get married on December 18th, 2020, but due to COVID, primarily because all of my people and my family are either from other states or coming from other countries, we postponed due to COVID. And after really struggling with postponing and the grief that came with it, Allison um, really encouraged us to do a small backyard ceremony. So in Mexico, they have a tradition where you have like the civil wedding, civil as in what you do um, at the courthouse. It doesn't always take place at the courthouse, but then you have the wedding celebration, the ceremony and the um, reception and the cake and the whole shebang later or soon after. Um, so that's kind of what we did. We had a mini elopement kind of deal of a ceremony in Allison's parents' backyard. Um, I have lots of mixed feelings about it. Um, Obviously, I don't have mixed feelings about marrying Allison, more of the event that incurred. (laughs) But yes, we are now married. She is now my wife. So Um, I think I'm more excited about it than you were because I saw it. We did the Zoom thing. So I saw it on Zoom and I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm just, I'm happy for both of you. You know, I think it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. We are thrilled to be married. I'm more bummed about not having my people there. And yes, yes, I had people on Zoom, but y'all know, you know 
that it's not it's the not same. the same you didn't even do like a bridal <laughs> registry or anything I still haven't bought you a gift which oh and Miss no Manners would say to. I had a year anyway so but I haven't bought you a gift yet no no but no one needs to I'll hold it against you after December of 2021 but right now I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Our, our, our biggest, um, you know, plan and hope is that we'll have an actual celebration this upcoming December 18th, 2021. And I have to emphasize, you know, not having my parents there, not having my siblings, none of my friends physically present. It felt really lopsided. Obviously Allison's family is now my family and Allison's friends are my friends, but and they're all wonderful people. Like, like and, they're all amazing, but it's not but the same. Not the same. And they're n- none of these people are from my life. They're all new introductions to my life. Yeah. So when walking into a marriage and a, and a wedding with Allison, it felt very like just Allison's world. And I'd really like to, you know, part of the fun of having a wedding is introducing two different families all the different friends kind of all in one roof and having these people witness us joint together as, you know, our new nucleus of a family. And that just didn't happen. So she is my wife, although I do find myself calling her fiance still because we're having this big wedding. Hopefully, oh my God, COVID get it together. People get vaccinated, wear your masks. We need to end this thing so that we can have this big wedding. Yes. Um, But back to the point of our episode (laughs) series is um, I had so many questions and I know that what Allison have experienced regardless from COVID um, had a lot of hurdles and a lot of interesting um, topics. Uh, a lot of what you guys don't hear is my rambling ongoingly with Aubrey, um, you know, talking about like the history of marriage and, you know, proposals and rings and the heterosexual, you know, um, overbearingness of heterosexual normativity in weddings that I wanted to explore. Add to the fact that they're in the South, like, can we talk about this? yes what we're doing (laughs) let's talk about this there is and and we decided there's so much to unpack we didn't want to shove it all into one episode so we are doing a whole multi-part series because when you look at weddings you can look at what you can look at the couple you can look at the politics you can look at the history you can look at the cost and the, the vendors and all the news stories about gay and lesbian couples that are denied wedding cakes and denied access to venues and there's the whole religion aspect of it there's just so much to unpack that we want to talk about it a lot (laughs) yeah and i'm hoping that our little journey um that i'm dragging aubrey down with me (laughs) about weddings um can either be helpful and or informative to other lgbtq couples um, both Aubrey and I have interviewed a couple different people, vendors, photographers, um, other couples from around the South. And I really am super excited to share what we have found and also kind of just opening up the conversation. You know, there might be other people who are unaware of what's going on in the South 
or um, are not alone in either good or bad experiences that are happening to them as they go down their wedding ventures. And our first part of this series is we really decided that it would be good and interesting for you all to meet our spouses. Yes. <laughs> yes, for our first episode, this one you're listening to now, like for this episode, we are actually going to sit down and talk to our spouses about the weddings, about marriage, about why they were foolish enough to marry us or marry me in the case of my wife. <laughs> and we've never, we've still, all the four of us have still never met like in person. Because of, you know, whatever. Well, you interviewed Allison first, so I vote that one. <laughs> okay. Well, you're the one who edited this episode, so you tell me. <laughs> you're the- We're going to listen to your interview with Allison. <laughs> okay. And then after that, we'll listen to your interview with Victoria. Allison? Hello. Hi. Sorry about the wait. Um, oh, it's okay. It hasn't been long at all, like 20 seconds. I saw you. Oh, I gotta, let me let you in. I was uh, teaching my daughter to cook a new dish and time got away from us. <laughs> well, that just sounds good. What, what dish? Um, bow tie pasta with vodka sauce. Mm. She really likes vodka sauce. So I like vodka. <laughs> and I like sauce. it as a mix with things like martinis and stuff, but straight vodka, I can't do. No, no, definitely martini all the way. Give me a martini or an apple martini or just any, mix it in with something, but I was never hardcore enough to take it to the head. (laughs) I mean, although bourbon is definitely my my drink of choice, so. Of course. I found India's shoes. (laughs) She's like, did you wash my shoes, babe? No, because I I don't know where they are, babe. I don't know where they are. They're under the desk. This is actually the first time we've actually we've talked. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Aubrey. It's nice to meet you. Do I get to see see you or? Oh, you cannot see me. I'm sorry. See, this is okay. I'm just here. Let's try this. I mean, I I talked to your picture. No, no, no. I am so sorry. See, this is we haven't recorded anything in a while. I'm out of practice, and I just the picture went all the way. There we go. Let's try it. There we go. There you go. Sorry. Hello, my Hi. lovely lady. How are you? I've been making lecture videos all day, and the lecture video is just my voice, so I don't have to turn on the camera. So <laughs> that is so a nice to way see you and meet you and all that. <laughs> Officially, I know we you know pl- plan to do those walks a couple times, but you know things come up. You know, COVID, family, health, all all the stuff. Well, as the seasons get warmer and we get into spring we're going to do those outdoor walks and all that we will do you're right by me you know you're only a few miles away i know yeah we would right down blue mound so like yeah you're right down blue mound so i can go (laughs) maybe we need to meet up at a small world yes (laughs) okay now this i find interesting because india said you didn't talk much and here you go i'm an outgoing introvert Mm. 
like after this you'll be done for the night right Talking oh yeah like i will like... need to reset recharge mm -hmm. it's a thing i'm i'm the same way like i can do this and then i don't want to talk to anybody no ever which is hard which you know this your wife my co-host is such an extrovert <laughs> yes she's been lighting up interviews back to back and i'm like slow it down <laughs> calm calm breathe breathe, breathe. breathe. it's okay to take a nap I don't know with you being a teacher as well i'd find that i uh like i didn't talk a whole lot today mm. at the school but uh if i have one of those heavy heavy talking days i just come home so exhausted ah, oh, yeah. No. oh yeah like when i'm on campus and i haven't been on campus since march but when i'm in, on campus in a classroom i dive in there and then i get mm -hmm. home and i'm just no i get to my office and i just shut the door mm -hmm. and i won't talk to anybody for an hour after I've taught two or three classes in a row. Like I can't do it anymore. You need that Zen time. Which is the benefit of office hours is that college students don't go to office hours. So Neither do high school kids. Yeah, see, but so- They're also in classes, so yeah. Close the door. <laughs> All right. So basically we're doing a series on weddings, if you will. And we okay. wanted to talk about your wedding which congratulations, by the way. Thank you. We have two. Yes. Right. Whichever one India decides to celebrate. Well, I think you should celebrate both. It's we will. two reasons to give gifts and stuff. I mean, and I went hey, to the, the I zoomed in on the first one and I'll be there in person in a year. Uh, less than a year. It'll be this December 18th, 2021. Oh, that is less than a year. Wow. COVID willing. COVID willing person. prayerfully, we will be without masks. Yes. And, uh, you know, more people be vaccinated and just safe. But I liked the first wedding. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was beautiful. I liked it. It was yeah. it was sweet. It was different. It was not what either of us, you know, imagined, but no, it no. also it was something intimate for both of us that we get to you know remember and you know, we both walked away saying, you know, really glad we did it. It was great. Um happy to be married, one legally for, for all those things, for, you know, the, the adult topics of insurance and protection, healthcare and, and healthcare. benefits, yes. and, you know, <laughs> social security numbers. And, oh my gosh, the, the whole name change process, you know, I'm glad we went ahead and, and are doing it, got it done. And then going through that process, but you know, it, at the end, it was also sort of a little sad that our friends weren't there in person to celebrate. So it just felt like a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I've been to like three COVID Zoom weddings and it's just not the same. I don't feel like it's I can not. express my joy and happiness for you through a screen. You know, like It's hard. I can type congratulations and it doesn't mm -hmm. mean as much as giving you a big hug and saying how happy I am for you too, which I really am. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> We're pretty happy. Well, you should be. The first question I want to ask is, how did you okay. two meet? Because India said it on her interview back in July, but I want to hear it from your perspective. Okay, well, this is my version. Ready? Yes, Are I want to hear the, the truth. Strap in. Um, there was a fire in this apartment building and I saved her, so. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, just that, kidding. She no, has I didn't. to be with I'm you not now. That cool. <laughs> I mean, man. Come on, ladies. No, actually, uh, you know, in everything uh, millennial, whatever version of, I think, gosh, it was 2018 at the time um, or 20, end of 2017. 
online. We were on a, a dating app there called you go. Her. See? Uh, I had gotten out of a pretty rough relationship and started finally coming back around like, okay, let's start talking to people and meet, not looking for anything serious. Ha ha. And yeah, I'm very skeptical, skeptical. Uh, wow. I turned into my wife. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> words. <laughs> words I, I be, let me try this sentence again. Uh, I was very skeptical. Whatever. <laughs> now I can't do it because I'm trying. We're going to edit this part out of the video or, or the audio. We wow. Wow. That's bad. Anyway, I was very. This uh, is why you teach band and not English. Exactly. I don't, I don't use words. I use notes. Um, <laughs> I was very hesitant mm. to, you know, do the online thing. And then there's so many of that. Hey, you're hot. Let's hook up. I'm not into that. I'm not a one night stand person and yeah. I don't want something shallow. Um, I very much was at a point of, you know, I, I thought I had met the person I was going to marry and I had fallen deeply in love and it was a long distance relationship and it just didn't, it didn't end well at all. And it hit me, hit me pretty hard because it happened. My best friend actually died from pneumonia and then like my, my ex broke up with me. And oh, so wow. like right at the same time. So, I mean, I really hit, hit for me, it was rock bottom. And I think, you know, one of those blessings of some of those relationship stories is, you know, before you meet the right, you go through the wrong. And um, for me, India very much is my right. And so was on this app, her, my coworker, uh, Jen, who's actually going to be in my, my broom crew. She was very supportive and said, you know, hey, what's the worst that's going to happen? Go meet this person, you know, call me or I'll call you after what time's the day, you know, what time you're meeting, like 6 p.m. Okay, I'll call you at 7. And yeah, if it's going yeah, it's well, going. then ignore it. If it's not going well, you'll answer and I'll be your, your escape goat. So, all right, cool. So we, so we have this plan, um, public place, because I have actually done this in my younger 20s and someone actually stalked me at a bar. It's really oh, creepy. No. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's I was very, very, very yeah. hesitant about anything online. So it ended up, we went to the Dallas Museum of Art. I walked in. It's a nice, it's a great museum. If, if anybody listening has never been to the Dallas Museum of Art, go. Oh, it's beautiful. They have oh. paid areas that, you know, you have to pay to go into the exhibits, but otherwise it's free. So it's a great place to one, see art, great conversations, and just kind of walk around in a non-awkward way of okay let's have coffee and now sit and stare at each other and oh this isn't going well we're stuck figure out what to say you can exactly. take those breaks and look at art and think about something deep and then think okay, of what do you think about this yeah oh yeah so i we went through i think one of the oh, areas using blue that's good blue is good i like blue <laughs> it was great like, yeah. french furniture hey do you like that armoire yeah <laughs> no i don't like that style i'm more of a modern so you start learning about okay is this person yeah. do i want to live in a house with this person? Can I see myself in the future with this person? So it was kind of great in that way. Oh, that but yeah, a, no, that that, so we met online, romantic. had the date. Oh, sorry, I talked over you, what? No, I said it's just amazingly romantic. <laughs> I liked it, it was cool. Oh. Uh, so yeah, like we, we, I think went through the, the museum until almost closing time and realized, like if I met her at six, I think it was not like 8.30, almost nine o'clock or so. Neither of us had, had dinner at that point. Okay, we need, we need food. I, I, I need food uh, before I get hangry on you and scare you away forever. So we actually continued the date and we went and found a, a Dallas 
the Dallas fish market had some splits, some like sea bass or something like that. And just kept talking. And I'm pretty sure we were that couple that was in the restaurant that closed it down, but they were so nice. They didn't kick us out. They just started stacking the chairs on the tables. And that was sort of our cue. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's 1030. Oh, I have school tomorrow. Cause by the way, this is a Thursday night. So you have to go teach in the morning. I got to go teach. And yeah. so it's a 45 minute drive back home. So oh, yeah. Well, I need, I need to go. So yeah, that was our first date. It was really dynamic. She, you know, you know, India, she talks a lot and <laughs> she's engaging. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. No, that's exactly she's got, why she's she a great amazing, yes. deep intellectual questions that really make you think that spark conversation. So it was just great, a deep enriching moment for us. That's amazing. I think I kind of so love funny. my wife. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell there's love there. It's interesting how it, it's similar to how Victoria and I kind of got together. A lot of the oh, same yeah. elements. We met online through eHarmony pre-app. This was pre-app days. This was when things were still just on computers. I we mean, I did that too. Harmony and we did the whole first date and we used to go to the Friday night jazz at the Dallas Museum of Art and our first date we shut down Johnny Carino's and we kept talking. So there's a lot of similarities there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, right. I guess our first date went so well that, uh, and by the way, India was visiting Dallas at the time, which I don't know if she told you this part in that story. I don't so, remember. <laughs> <laughs> so she was working with a different company at the time and then uh, visiting the, like a Dallas showroom, setting up a showroom with whatever. All of her coworkers were all Chinese and had come in from China. So all they wanted to do was eat Chinese food. And then they woke up, they went to the, to the, you know, warehouse, wherever they were setting up a showroom. And then they went to bed at like 6 PM because they woke up again and did it all over again at 4 AM. So Ooh. India sort of was tired of, I guess, that vibe. So she used the app. It's like, Hey, I'm in Dallas. I want to see Dallas. What's the best way to see Dallas and maybe have some food that's different oh, let's go on a date. So I'm the sucker that said yes. Well, I'm the blessed one that said yes. Let's be honest. You're the smooth one because you got her to move here. So you're the one who said, okay, you're, I'm going to be so amazing. She's going to move here for me. There's a debate on That's that. That's how that goes. You were so amazing. She moved here to be with you. I like this version best. I think that's the truth. Okay. Let's just that's stick with this one, Aubrey. <laughs> How did you two get engaged? What was the proposal like? Ooh, uh, I was hell bent on surprising her, um, and I did. Let's see, so, gosh, we dated a solid two years. I guess our first date was December 7th, 2017, and then I proposed on December 7th of 2018. That's not two years, it's one year. One year, That's right? one year. Yeah. I think we met in 2017. I think I think so. That sounds right. Whatever we're gonna go forever. With just forever ago. I'm gonna spend my life with her, so it doesn't, doesn't matter, right? It matter. We do, what matters is that I don't forget the anniversary. Okay. Digging my hole here. <laughs> no, it's just too perfect. It's like I don't know, we were together for a while. And then it the feels, anniversary it feels like came a lot up, longer than it has know. been. What year are we in now? 2024. Yeah. 
Okay, so it's 2021. So we were going, the original wedding date was 2020. So I proposed December 7th, 2019. There, now my math is right. There you go. Yes. Okay, so we're on track. So yeah, 2017 okay. first date, 2019, December 7th. That proposed. Two years. Okay. Um, so yeah, it'd been two years kind of going through everything, deciding like, hey, I like this girl. And for the first six months, she was living in Atlanta and I was here. So I had mixed feelings about the whole long distance relationship thing. So when she actually moved to Texas, we got more serious and, you know, progressed. It's like, all right, I like this woman. No, I love this woman. I, I see myself spending my life with her and growing old. So I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to propose. So she went to Atlanta to see some friends, I think for her birthday in Pride in October. And so I had planned, all right, I'm going to talk to her parents and her dad speaks Spanish. So I prepared, talked to my friends that were uh, fluent and asked for the proper formal way to ask for her father or both of her parents, but her father's uh, blessing for our marriage and then talked to her mom and everything and then called. That was really awkward because I just like jumped right in. Her mom's like, hey, her dad's not on the phone yet. <laughs> so she's just, that just nerve, that nervous. So energy, then I, right? you know, hold on. I had, I, I was ready, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then I started, he's not on the phone. So yeah, that was fun. So then I'll wait a little bit. We, we chit chatted and she said, I know what you're going to ask. Okay. I mean, I'm thrilled, but just wait. Okay. Elio's on the phone now. You can go again. Okay. Um, so yeah, said the whole spiel, asked for her blessing. So that was October. She gets back from Atlanta and her mom spills the beans. <laughs> yeah like and oh by the way if she for everybody listening my mother-in-law's name is also allison so it's my name oh so, that's yeah interesting I'm like dang it allison you you gave it away i mean not that it was a huge surprise but you know still you kind of wanted that mystery to it you don't know when it's going to happen which Absolutely. she didn't know when yeah. yes so I had made some several different plans and everything. And, you know, she knew we had talked, we started looking actually at venues before I had actually proposed. So fun story. We're the weird couple that does things out of order. You were definitely like having those conversations and yeah, hey, what it was about serious. a church? I, what was about outdoors? What what, she yeah. wanted, you know, all, yeah. all the stuff. I, I bought the ring in October and had just been holding on to it and holding on to it and waiting and all right, I'm gonna do it uh, in November. Yeah, we're gonna go November. And the plans that I had wanted just kept falling through and I wanted to go to the museum. Well, the Dallas Museum of Art never responded to me after multiple calls. It's like, okay, well, that's a bust. We could go to this other museum and they, I wanted you know, a photographer friend of mine to catch the moment so that I could catch her face surprised. Well, they don't allow photographers. So you can come, but you can't have a photographer. No like, photographer. Yeah, no. I mean, even, even a friend with a cell phone, they weren't gonna, weren't gonna allow that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to you. So I called around and I, I checked on the Nasher Sculpture Museum in Dallas. Beautiful. They were super accommodating. Beautiful. They responded yes. back. The bad part is that I had previously signed in because my laptop had died and I had to borrow India's. So I had signed in to my email on India's laptop like a month earlier. Uh, Somehow she opened up my email and saw your proposal on 
December 7th, I was, I think it was like December 1st or November or something. Your proposal on November 20th, the blah, 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 blah. Great. So she knew. So I played it off like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry that you, you found that out. I I'll still make it special. You don't know what I'm going to say. So, you know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then that date passed and nothing happened. And meanwhile, I had actually already scouted out the Dallas Arboretum um, my mom went with me, took a day off work. We found and just walked over the entire area, found the gardens and where I wanted. And there was this nice little circle of crepe myrtles kind of off the beaten path. And it was the old entrance to the Arboretum. So not many people went back there. And I liked that the crepe myrtles were in a circle, which represents, you know, the unity and continuation of your relationship and the ring and everything. So I was like, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm going to propose. So Fortunately, I, I had kind of gotten her off the scent a little bit until that day passed. And she said, okay, that didn't happen. So you're going to propose on Christmas, which is my favorite holiday. So now she's trying holiday. to anticipate when it happens. Exactly. Ah. So I did not propose on Christmas. I proposed on December 7th of 2019. Now that we have that date, math figured out. Figured out. And we were walking and it, my mom invited us to go look at Christmas decorations and see Santa and Santa's sleigh and the 12 days of Christmas at the Arboretum. And my dad was there. So this was our, our throw off before we went to a concert. So, you know, we all got dolled up because we we're going to see my mom playing in this concert at her church. And so we went, we walked around. My mother was acting really, really weird. At one point, my mother started singing, dun, dun, da, dun, 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 like, <laughs> damn it, mom, what are you doing? Um, I think India just thought my mom was psychotic. I don't know. No, no, this is how Allison always is. This is what, like, it's great. No, your I mom's was quitting, you know, no. she wanted to ho- keep holding my hand and sometimes she likes to put her hand in my pocket. Well, she was starting to put her hand near the pocket that had the ring. So I kept mm. redirecting. It was like, no, hold my hand here. Super awkward. I was sweating. And anyway, we got to the circle and my photographer friend was there and pretending to pay, take pictures of flowers, whatnot. And I started to get on my, my knee and my mom's like, no! Because the light, we were all shadowed and speckled and it wasn't gonna make a good picture. I had, India had already turned around. So I was on my knee, the ring was out. I was like this, like, oh, open. And then my mom says, no, you should go over here. Look at this. So I close, I jump up, put it back in my pocket smooth i might add i mean i'm pretty pretty i was proud of myself wow she's none the wiser we go to this other spot where it's in front of a gate just so that the sun wasn't quite as gonna mess up the pictures anyway i'm just you know i get down and on my knee and there i am holding this thing and she kind of turns around and is just shocked because for one i'm proposing on the 7th not the 25th and two, I'm proposing right in front of my parents, which she never imagined I would do in a million years. You put so much, well, I have to, did she say yes? She said yes. <laughs> she did, okay. I, I think her first words were like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I wouldn't go to this trouble if I didn't, come on. <laughs> you put so much work into this proposal, so much more work than I did. For what I proposed, I didn't even put half that effort in. Well, it's amazing. That's you're together great. still, so that's oh, yeah, fun. we're going on 13 years Ooh. because we started dating in December of 2007. Ooh, okay, yeah, we've been together a long time, but I don't think I put in half the effort you did. 
I was sweating, but I, I knew uh, that I also had to make this proposal pretty awesome because she was a pretty awesome woman. So, and if we had already picked out the venue before I proposed, I really better make the proposal memorable. Better make it really worthwhile. Yes. Girl, you know you want to marry me. That is so sweet. I didn't do half of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said earlier the term broom. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't like bride or groom. What's, yeah. what's broom? What's broom? Where did that come from? I guess I kind of just joked around with it with you know the play on words of bride, groom, broom, put it together mm-hmm. and it just stuck. But I don't know, I guess as a as a younger kid, you know, I'm I'm I identify as, as she. And as a kid, I just never really had those dreams of being in a wedding, I guess, or my own wedding. Um Never thought about the whole white dress thing with the train Not really. and the veil. I tried. It just that. didn't stick. So no, I'm you. You know, more masculine of center. I'm more, I'm more, I did Taekwondo throughout. Like that was my thing. So yeah, like when we started looking, it's like, I'm not going to wear a dress. I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to wear what makes me feel comfortable and confident. And I am not a bride. That does not fit me. And so, yeah, I'm not a groom either because I don't identify as trans or man or anything. Very gendered Uh, male. Yeah. Yeah. And besides, not that I'm super hip and all that stuff, like gender neutral things, but I also believe very much in it. Like, you know, this is me. It's kind of funny. It's quirky, but it's also a a wonderful blend of both the masculine and feminine, which I pride myself on being a little bit of both. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Everybody seems to like it. And you uh, has a closet for the, the groom. So I'm calling it the broom closet and I'm going to come out of it. <laughs> You're going to come out of the broom closet. I'm going to come out of the broom closet at my <laughs> own wedding. That's one of the things we're looking at in this series is how gendered weddings are. Yeah. You know, the bride has this huge space to get ready with all her bridesmaids and if it was a heterosexual or straight marriage, the groom, the, the guy has this closet of nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a same-sex couple, one of you is ending up in that smaller venue unless you both get ready together and some people don't want to see each other before the ceremony. And you actually wore a suit to your wedding. No, the suit vest? Yeah, I, I wore a slacks, slacks and a vest in the top. And vest, yes. And, uh, I'll wear a full-on suit. Uh, for the wedding part two. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was something important for India when we were looking at venues and why we actually ended up going with our, our venue, Doveridge Vineyard was, you know, it does, it has that full on, it has the bridal suite and it has the groom suite. And, you know, the owner, Jane Ann, even kind of said, you know, use whatever one you want. Whatever. Use, the, use either bathroom when you're getting ready. It's your time. It doesn't matter. Care. Yeah. And so she was super, super important. And I think ultimately why we went there, one, because we love the views and, and love the venue and we love her. She made us feel like her family instead of like a checkbook. Oh, that's and so sweet. Yeah. Super, like she's, she's great. She's amazing. Seriously, if you need a wedding venue, go check out Doveridge Vineyard in Weatherford. It's, fan, it's fabulous. You'll love it. But she was really on top of it and understood that, you know, we're two women and the groom suite isn't appropriate you know us yeah it's not um, yeah e- e- and we can use them interchangeably like my my 
broom crew who's are going to be in dresses they might want to go get ready with india and then india's crew that's gonna wear suits might want to get ready with me and vice versa you know at the end of the day we're all going to be family anyway so get to know each other and have fun but yeah a lot of these venues are very traditional with the the bride's side is much bigger got a lot of vanity space just assumption in traditional norms especially in, in southern weddings that you know, the, the bridesmaids are all going to be getting ready together and the, the mother-in-law and the mother of the bride are going to get ready and they need all this, these mirrors and vanity lights and cabinet space and oh my gosh, all the shoes, they got to go somewhere. We need, we need hangers for the dresses to, to you know, be hung up for that dress shot. All those things. So much thought goes into those spaces. And then you go into the groom side and, you know, there's an Xbox. If it's a large space, there's a pool table. It looks like your uh, your country club's locker room. Like we there's have time. Locker, Just chill, guys. But God forbid there's actually a nail or something to hang the suits for the suit pictures. It's so, it's it's very much biased and separate. No, uh, I So, totally yeah, I know. That. that was just a yeah. huge thing that we went and said, yeah, do you have any come on and then they would look at me and say you'll be in here well how do you know that maybe i need all the mirrors because all of my crew is getting their hair and makeup done maybe it's and i guess that's the thing is with you so you present a masculine of center of it Mm -hmm. a little bit more yeah how have you been treated in the whole wedding planning process is it one of those where people typically talk to india first and ask what do you need or I know there was a a little bit of a mix of that. Honestly, we, in our, in our research, we vetted out a lot of venues and we made sure that we only went with venues that were LGBTQ supportive. Mm. Um, I actually was the one that researched most of the venues. So I would do those initial calls and emails and kind of start the conversation with the venue folks or the representatives, the managers. But when we would go hundred percent, you know, India would, do her thing and she'd ask her her questions that she had she had a running list of i think like 50 you know we go through view the whole whole facility she's just going down question by question getting all the information and i you know chime in mostly i'm the quiet one for those things but i mean some places that you know obviously we didn't go with them they definitely sort of treated us more like a checkbook than a couple and yeah. And you don't want that feeling. On no, you don't. Your like, yes, you don't want to feel it, like it's a business. It's just a it business a transaction. Yeah, I mean, it is a business, but you don't want to feel like you're just a checkbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly, and I mean that's a huge day. You know, you want the people around you, including your vendors, to also equally be invested and supportive and happy and joyous about your day. Yeah, I think so, it's amazing that you all did so much. You that you did so much research beforehand, because that's one of the things we're looking at. Are where do you get married? How do you know which church denominations are accepting, which aren't? And there's so much work that you have to do up front mm-hmm. to kind of prevent being in those awkward situations and to prevent just them wasting your time. I mean, 100%. that's the worst thing. Like you go through this whole tour and you drive all the way out to this location, you give up a whole weekend or Saturday and then they're not supportive. You feel pissed off. You feel like you wasted your time. Oh, Yeah. So it's amazing that you do all that work up front, you know. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's your wedding. You have this dream and knowing what's, what is your budget. And you need to go in knowing what's your budget going to be ahead of time. What are you willing to pay? What aren't you willing yeah. to pay? 
where are you willing to bump up a little bit and spend a little bit more, but don't go look at that place that, Hey, it's got great, gorgeous views and amazing amenities, but it's three grand outside of your budget. Don't go do it. Cause you're going to want to be there for one. You're going to want to find out why is it three grand over? And exactly. There's a reason why it's three grand over. So let's be smart about it. But yeah, no, hundred percent, you know, knowing exactly what you have, there's so many people out there and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media groups that we had joined that I found out from and was added to by one of my coworkers who had gotten married. She told me about some of them and there's like a, a normal one for North Texas and there's a budget one for, for brides and it's called the North Texas Bridal Network and the North Texas Budget Bridal Network. Well, then there was nothing that was really LGBTQ specific. So some of the photographers and vendors actually ended up creating one that we joined and met when we did the styled shoot thing. And it was so nice because you'd see people that were going through the same stuff as you. Uh, Hey, I went to this venue and they were really terrible. Don't waste your time. And so, I mean, it's a network, literally. So you still have to find that situation where we still have to support each other as a community, if you will. Which we should always be doing. Well, Doesn't yes. But if you're gay, I mean, straight, bi, whatever. Like, we need to support one another. Oh, no, they're supportive, but then there's also, let me give you the inside information where yeah. I don't need to go through what I went through. Not so much like, yeah, hey, I think it's all great, but more like, hey, I'm the, we're going to help each other out here for real. Let's get into some logistics. You know, I, you know in India, well, not India, because I'm not married to your wife. When Victoria and I got married, I was still presenting mail. Uh, and our whole thing was race. Mm-hmm. What were the locations that were not that friendly and welcoming to two black people getting married? Even though it's not explicit, we knew, okay, if you look at their wedding photos online, if all the couples are white, mm-hmm. I go there. If all the couple, if like if, if the location seems to be maybe a little bit less friendly or a smaller town, mm-hmm. we did find a beautiful location just in Justin, Texas, just nice, small, cheap. Uh, you said a $3,000 over budget. Our whole wedding was $3,000 total. Hey, <laughs> That's all we paid was $3,000 for everything and the little mini honeymoon weekend in Dallas. So I'm like $3,000 over budget. That's all we had. <laughs> I was in graduate school. I had no money. So, I think you're the smart ones. Oh my gosh. And it worked because you're still married 13 years later. Well, our plan was always we get an affordable mm-hmm. wedding because we just wanted to be married. All we cared yeah. about was the marriage more than the wedding. And then we'll do an elaborate renewal, vow renewal. So now we're going to do an elaborate vow renewal and I'll get to like present how I wanted to present and everything. And I'm looking forward to that. But And that'll mean so much more. We're, we had no money. <laughs> hey, I hear you. <laughs> you know, I mean, Vicky didn't even want to plan. I did most of the planning. The part she participated the most in was picking the colors and the wedding cake. That was a fun <laughs> research. That's the best part, right? Like everything else I did most of the research on and I try to tell her that should have been a hint to you that I was trans. I loved wedding planning. What guy does that? I loved it. <laughs> it's I- a- how did you not catch that hint? I loved wedding play. It was fun. She's still married to you and she loves you. So she got it. Oh, she so got the hint. Foolish choices in life, but now she's stuck with me. <laughs> I don't think stuck. We, we, we say bonded. 
bonded no, forever. She's stuck with me. We, we talk <laughs> about it. We, we make fun of it a lot, how we're just stuck with each other and we're just too lazy to leave. Like, we're just going to stay married because it's hard out there. <laughs> Especially in these COVID times. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, no, like we're going to be together at least until the vaccine's out. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> completely happily married and we're planning our vow renewal in Disney World of all places. And I never thought I'd be one of those to get a ceremony at Disney World, but apparently I'm that person now because she said we are. <laughs> You're going to go to Cinderella's Castle, get down on it's, one it's knee. It's going to be so much fun, that vow renewal. Oh, it will I'm be. Dreaming of it. I'm, just, I'm dreaming of it. I think you should get all of the Disney princesses to be there with you. Well, I think that's only fair. I mean, I want, I mean, mainly Jasmine. She's my favorite. I love okay, Jasmine's pretty awesome. Or, you know, go do, do the parade down Main Street. That's yes. a pretty fun parade. It'll be fun. No, but, you know, Disney World starts at $30,000, so we'll see. <laughs> this is true. Like, uh, you do have to sell a kid. 30000 I don't know. I mean, it's a big bump for the, marrying the same person. It's like, like I already got her. Do I need 30000 to keep her? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, I promised India we would keep it short because we're going to combine the two conversations. And I know she's talking to Vicky sometime. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me. This is You're been welcome. This is any other good. questions? No, next time we'll just talk all about drumming and percussion. That's next time okay. that's, like all my questions are about that. So next time you well know, perfect. You can notice my my set in the back. Oh no I admire it so much and it, every time I see it I just I miss my drum set. I uh, I sold it when I moved went off to college and I miss my drum set. Well, once COVID, we get past that, you're welcome to come bang the drums anytime. I am going to hold you to that. And you'll have to fight to get me out of that room. Uh, well, I have my ways. Well, I know you got work to do tomorrow. I know you're, this is still middle of the work week for you. I think well, us as two introverts, we're going to call it a night. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aubrey, for the conversation and enriching conversation at that. So thank Allison, you. Thank you so much for talking to me. And, you know, thank you for letting me take up so much of your wife's time with our project that we're doing here. Just thank you for that. I love it. I love hearing, okay, hey, what y'all? What are you working on? What's going on? Who'd you talk to? How'd it go? What's up? Oh. So I love hearing about it. I think you guys are doing some awesome stuff. And uh, yeah, Southern Queries is pretty, pretty rad. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> I just want you to know, I actually can say skeptical. <laughs> you can find more information about this episode and the show at our website, southernqueries.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Southern Queries. Queries is with two E's. Until next time, thanks for listening. Some credits. Production. Your host. India and Aubrey. Audio mixing by Allison Holly. Story research, Aubrey Calvin. Editing, India Bastian. This is Southern Queries. <laughs>